0: One of the highlights to being an entrepreneur is creating a product or service that you know will help change someone's life or help them in some way. We work so hard at what we do and then we put it out into the world. And sometimes we can hear crickets. Where is our audience and why aren't they gobbling up what I created? You might be thinking, Allison, you need a launch strategy. That might be true, but what about a pre-launch copy strategy? Before you start pulling out your hair and yelling at me through your phone, my guest today, Brenna McGowan, is going to share why a pre launch is important and how it is much different from a wait list. She's been on the show before and she always drops golden nuggets, so I promise you, you'll not only love this episode, but you'll love Brenna too. Grab a pen and paper and let's dive in. Hey there, sister. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And Brenna McGowan is back. And we were just discussing before I hit record that this is her third or fourth time back on the show. And I told her, well, you were just one of my regulars. So I'm not going to take too much time to introduce her. She is my strategic copywriting friend. And now I'm going to be using her as my launch expert. We are going to be talking about specifically pre-launches today. So welcome to the show, Brenna.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be invited back and very honored. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. It's always so much to have you on the show because you and I just get along so well. But I don't want to hold anybody back. Everyone knows that you are a strategic copywriter, you're all about marketing, and you've had a great story. I've kind of watched you evolve over the last couple of years. We've known each other, but I've noticed when I was looking at your bio when you sent it over to me. For the show, I noticed a little addition to your buyer or your bio called Launch Expert. And I was like, yes, someone who really understands launches, but not just like in a launch. We're gonna to talk today about pre launch. So I wanna know from you because I I bet my community probably feels the same way I do. I just dig into the thing that i love and what i want to create and how i want to help my audience and i just want to put it out there in the world so i spend so much time creating it and then when it comes time to put it out in the world it's kind of like oh what do i do i need to put this on social media oh i probably (laughs) need to write some emails and have a podcast episode or get interviewed on podcasts so I'm sure launching probably scares some people and I'm hoping today you're going to take that scariness a little down, but what exactly is a pre-launch? And then is this different from having like a wait list for your product or service?
1: That's a great question. I love the wait list question. So first I will say, well, let's talk about what a pre-launch is. A pre-launch is typically the four to six weeks before you open doors to whatever you're selling. So it's the runway that comes before your actual launch. Is this different than a waitlist? A hundred percent. I am not a huge fan of waitlists. I think waitlists can work at a certain time in certain aspects, but what I, what I notice in, in our online world, what people think, they think, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to, start to kind of talk about what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to like create, I'm going to slap up a landing page. It's a wait list. And I'm going to tell people about it. And this is really going to help me make sales. And it really, truly does not more often than not on behind the scenes of like launches that I've been on convert the, the wait list does not convert. Now, there are strategies, and I don't think we want to get too in depth with with like what these look like because I don't I'm not saying that they never work or can't work, but most of the time we think that someone uh, that that signs up for a wait list is showing a lot of interest. And what we've come to notice, and me and my and our mutual friend Reese Spikerman have talked about this a lot, is how we've talked about the fact that people will like will jump on a wait list to make themselves feel like they've taken some action towards a problem that they have. But but really that's all it is. So then they almost kind of feel better that they're on a wait list, they've done something, but it's not like they're like sitting at their, at their computers waiting for you to launch this, right? It becomes kind of this passive action. And I really encourage doing more pre-enrollments and getting people to make some sort of commitment versus just slapping people onto a wait list. Once again, there's nuances to this. If you are running a very low ticket offer, let's say, you know, you're probably not going to be pre-enrolling people for $37 or $97, but if it's maybe a membership, it will. But but basically my whole goal with a pre-launch is to kind of create momentum and get more pre-sales than I do just slapping people on a wait list, thinking that I'm going to get like really great conversions from it.
0: So when you talk about a pre-launch and getting the momentum going, what is involved in a pre-launch? What are like the necessary components to have a successful pre-launch?
1: right? So a pre-launch is you're putting out content, letting people know that you're, you're having some type of offer coming up, some type of marketing promotion, you're creating buzz. And so when you are doing this, it's a really a matter of getting more visible while at the same time, also thinking about where your person is currently at in their buying journey and where they need to be when you open your doors for them to actually hand over their credit cards, right? So what you want to be doing during a pre-launch time is really thinking through like, okay, what are you know the objections to people buying my thing? You know, I talk about that people need to have three beliefs before they make a purchase. They need to believe that you are the right person to help them. They need to believe that your offer is the right offer for them that answers their pain points. And they also have to believe in themselves enough that they think that they can actually get the results that you're talking about. So when when we talk about this, there's several different types of content that starts to kind of come into a play. But basically you want to, so what, what ends up like you talked about, is that people will think, okay, I've created this product and now I'm just going to like throw it out into the world. I'm not going to like do, you know, I'm going to do a launch, but they're not thinking about this, like, almost this longer buyer's journey that people are going through and that they need to have a lot of information, especially in, and I don't want to use a saturated market in a way that like makes it as an excuse, but the online space is becoming busier than ever. We have more choices than ever just by the nature of the game. So how can you start making you and your product stand out and then help? like shift some of the beliefs that they might have about yourself, about the industry that you're in? What are some of the objections that they have? How can you be building no like, and trust? And how can you do this early on in the game so that by the time you do open your doors, they're really excited?
0: And I think at some point, I thought I read somewhere that the content, you need to show your customers empathy Credibility, authority, and personality.
1: Yes, uh, this is a um, my so I have two types of frameworks. I work I work with both both privately with clients, and how I also work. I have a group coaching program where um, I'm showing people how to do this process. And basically, we I always say you have to set you know build a case. And I have a case framework. And then you set the pace. And the pace is exactly what you said, personality, authority, credibility, empathy. And so we have to be creating this, this, this um, I guess what I would want to say is well-rounded content that hits those four points so that people are more apt to choose you or want to buy from you because of that. What I didn't say, which I think is really important, and only because it came up twice yesterday is that you'll notice I didn't talk a lot about educational content. And I think mm-hmm. this is where, when it, when we're coming into a launch period, you know, we're not looking to educate people. We are looking to show them uh, transformation, right? We're looking for transformation over education. And the way you do that is by showing the type of, um, that, that type of content that you just mentioned, you want to have some well-rounded content that really shows who you are, what, you know, maybe what your values are, maybe how you think differently than other people in the same industry. You want to show authority, which is, this is where you're taking a stance of how you're different, where you're seeing things that maybe... Um, are different from a competitor's. You're truly standing in your authority of who you are. And I also like to point out here too, I don't think this is, authority doesn't mean that you have to be controversial. It just means that you have to have an opinion and you have to be okay with letting people know what that opinion is. For example, I'm going to be have the opinion that you should never be doing a launch unless you have a pre-launch, right? That's going to be a little bit different than what other people are probably saying currently in the industry. Um, when it comes to credibility, it is taking, really taking and standing in what I call the humble brag of so many times I've noticed even people who have had amazing results, they're really afraid to talk about themselves and really put themselves out there and tell people these things that they've had. And I think part of it is that there's been a little ickiness over the years with like, you know, the, what we imagine people talking about results is like the guy in front of the Ferrari, right? Like I got, (laughs) I made this person, you know, a million dollars overnight where, when I talk about credibility, I am truly at saying, let's talk about your results in a way that people can understand how can we tell the story behind the results, right? How can we, yes, talk about some of those external results, like, you know, the dollar amounts that maybe people made, but what about those internal results? How can we tell those stories about, you know, I think about, I I think if not two or three of my recent clients, after I created this pre-launch plan for them, They talked about how they had tears in their eyes because they felt like so much relief that I had just like handed them a plan and they didn't have to worry about this, right? That is goes way beyond I made someone, you know, $20,000 or whatever on their last launch. So that is where credibility really comes in is where can you start, start talking about yourself in a way and in. If we to be super meta, what I just did, what I just talked about, those people getting results, the feeling so much relief, that was just me kind of humble bragging myself, but it didn't feel super braggy, right? It felt like part of the natural story. And then the last thing is empathy. And this is, I, I really stand on as when working with pre-launching, my whole purpose with helping people is to help them not feel this high Z. Um, excuse me, what did I just say? This like super crazy pressure of the launch period time. I want to create space around it, not only for our our customers and our clients to let them process and have the dignity of their own respect in their buying decision. I also want to create that for the person who is trying to sell, right? It's, It's super stressful to sell stuff. Like it just is. And when we can create more space around it. And so one of my new favorite sayings that I've come up with myself uh, is the, that when the more empathy you have, the, the less scarcity and urgency you need, right? So a lot of times in the past, we've relied on, oh, there's only this many spots. The, oh, there is, you know, time is running out. You know, All of these things uh, that I think that if you really lean into the empathy of where is your person at? Where are, how do they feel? What what are the thoughts going through their head? And you show them that you truly understand and that you have a solution to help answer those problems. It becomes, you get out of this like selling game and you get into the game of, okay, how can I start putting, I actually wrote this down yesterday. So hopefully I remember right. Like, how can I start giving people information, putting out some sales arguments and then creating an invitation for them to come and take me up on it versus I need to sell someone this spot in this program, blah, blah, blah. It's just like a reframe of the mind. And I think when we take the pressure off of it and we allow people to make these decisions and give them the information they need to make the best decision for themselves, you get beautiful results and you take the pressure off of yourself. And they actually are excited. I had someone yesterday who reached out to me um, about getting in, in my program and was like, you know, I've been thinking about this. And, you know, one of the things I really loved is that at any time you talked about this, I didn't feel like you were selling to me at all. And it was, of course I'm selling, we're all in business, but yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm giving you the invitation. I'm giving you the information and making invitation in a way that makes sense for them to make the best decision for themselves. I feel like that was a long explanation to your question.
0: (laughs) So what I'm hearing is with the pre-launch, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me that the main purpose is to meet them where they're at and show them what's possible. Is that kind of the pre-launch all kind of wrapped up within that empathy, credibility, authority, and personalities? Meet them where they're at. What is their pain points? What are they struggling with? And then show them what's possible.
1: Exactly. And let the, and do it in a way where they're not making a, having to make, you know, the, the way the traditional launch model is set up, the live launch model set up in the online world is that you, you, you put out an offer, maybe you do a webinar, you open your doors and then over seven days five days, whatever it is, you're just like pounding them with emails and trying to sell to them. Mm -hmm. And the way that you're able to do this with a pre-launch is you, you back up and you go, okay, how can I create this space? So I can, I can make some sales arguments, but do it more in a story, have time to tell case studies, have time to do funny memes and talk about silly things that went on. You know, there's, there's so many ways around it, but yes, you are moving people, from one space to the next, you're just maybe extending this timeline so that it doesn't feel rushed and that they have a chance to to make a buying decision that's going to be right for them. The other thing too I'll mention here is I work a lot of on quizzes when using the DISC personality assessment with my friend Linda Sadu. And one thing as I started to really come into this pre-launch is that about half of half of everyone is a fast action taker. This is someone who's ready, who sees an offer. They know they want it. They jump on it. Right. But the other 50% of us approximately are slow decision makers. We need space around our decisions. So you're actually with a pre-launch too, you're helping those people who need longer time to process. So you're letting them know you have an offer coming right there. It's not like you're just plopping it in front of them. You're making not only invitations, but you're also making mentions throughout this like six, week, six weeks period of, okay, here's what's coming up. Here's what I'm going to be offering. Here's where you're at. Here's where I can take you. Are you ready to, you know, come on this journey with me, for lack of better words?
0: Are you just too scared to do video? According to Forbes, marketers who use video grow revenue 49% faster than those who don't. But let me guess, you just don't know where to start with video creation, you are scared to step in front of a camera, you've tried video before and failed miserably, or you can't afford to pay a professional. If this is you, you need phone video 101 to learn how to shoot and edit video on your phone. No expensive or clunky gear. Go from camera shy to camera brave, learn every step of editing, learn the tricks of the trade, learn how to compose any shot, And all you need is your phone. Enroll now at phonevideo101.com forward slash go and use the code BOSSLADY to get 25% off. Again, that's phonevideo101.com forward slash go and code BOSSLADY to get a savings of 25%. It's time to leverage video like a boss. So in a pre-launch, I'm sure we're gonna have some listeners they're probably wondering like, okay, so this is about a four to six week timeline. During that time, what is the average content that you put out? Are we talking maybe two to three emails during the four to six weeks? Are we talking one to two social media posts on Instagram and Facebook? And then? Maybe in a Facebook group, we're going to push, you know, the future webinar and what it's going to be about. Like how much, because they know the kind of content they need to put out there, but how much of it?
1: Right. Great question. And I think it's nuanced a tiny bit depending on which platforms you're on, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say most of us have, you know, Instagram, email list, that sort of thing. So I always recommend that you start ramping up before and you're doing at least two emails a week, if not three. Um, and then people, I know, as people hear this, they're like, Oh, my gosh, I can't write three emails. a week." <laughs> but there's a lot of repurposing going on during this time. Also, emails don't have to be long, right? You just have to be in someone's inbox. And there's a lot of, you know, I I should look up the statistic, but people will think that they will, people will be alienated or that they'll be emailing them too often. And it's usually quite the difference. I'm pretty sure there's a statistic out there somewhere um, that says that people actually want to hear from from you more often than you think that you do. So I don't want you to, or anyone listening to be like, Oh no, people are going to unsubscribe. And it actually, it kind of works as a nice little scrubbing to your list too, right? If you are emailing a little early. So I like at least twice a week for emails. I, you, I definitely think that you need to be live or in front of people's people need to be hearing you at least once a week during this time. So really setting up lives. Um, If you have a podcast, obviously, I also, even if you have a podcast, I still think a live component is really nice during this time. I would say an average uh, three to four social media posts a week. Uh, If you can show up on stories, you know, almost daily. I think that I always think that's a good thing. But the other thing too, if you have a Facebook group, you want to be posting inside your Facebook group. So it's it's definitely bumping up your visibility and your consistency during this time.
0: Now, here's my last question, because I bet there's someone wondering this. What if they never did a pre-launch or a launch and they have an awesome product? or they have a membership or whatever they're offering and they feel that they need to ramp up excitement about what they have. Do you suggest doing another sort of pre-launch launch for something that you already have out there?
1: Oh, 100%. So, I, I think I think if you're a 1-on-1 service provider, depending on how you sell it, you you can and should probably be doing like pre-launch or launching your own services. I think that if you are someone who has a program, you know, it, And even if this is, I work mostly with people who are live launching things, but even if you're doing evergreen launches, right, you can't just sell, sell, sell all the time. You have to have some tension, some buildup in order to get people to kind of take notice, right? There, There has to be a shift in the energy that helps create the tension, the excitement for what you have coming up. So whether you have, if you've launched something in the past, I a hundred percent think you're always, in my opinion, going to have better results when you have a pre-launch. Like there's no way that you can't getting people prepared and ready for your upcoming offer. Building buzz and excitement is always going to, um, result in better numbers. And not only that, like when I think of a launch that I did for one client, she, not only we, we had a really great launch for her live product but she actually got a bunch of one-on-one work on top of it because there was that buzz that was going on. So I, I, I hate to be like, say too broad, like everyone needs a pre-launch, but yeah, pretty much everyone needs a pre-launch or you need to walk through and put, because someone said this to me yesterday and I thought it was interesting. She's like, well, I know how to create content. This is not, creating content to create content. What I teach people is a very specific types of content that needs to go out in front of your people so that you are moving the needle along in the buyer's journey. Just getting visible does not equate to sales. If that was the case, there'd be tons of people out there, right. Who uh, that were making money just because they were showing up on Instagram every day. And of course there's some audience component there. There's a few things that go into, um, no matter when you sell something, but it's really thinking through the strategic content you're, that you're putting out before a launch in order for it to kind of n- do a lot of like the back end work for you.
0: All right. So I'm sure that we have a lot of listeners that probably have an idea, a product or a service that they are getting ready to launch. So I know that they're going to want to connect with you because you are the launch expert. So Brenna, where can the audience find your work?
1: Yes, Um, you can always find me on Instagram, Brenna McGowan Co. And then if you uh, go to my website, BrennaMcGowan.co, backslash or forward slash? One We'll say slash (laughs) cheat sheet. And I have a cheat sheet that gives you ideas, like it's a checklist of content that you should be putting out before your launch. A lot of what we talked about today to help you come up and have some ideas of what you should be saying to help tackle those three beliefs that we talked about earlier. And you can download that on my site or at that URL.
0: And then would that cheat sheet also help those who have already launched, but they want to do evergreen launches, kind of like put buzz out again every few
1: months? Yes. Yes. Because it will show them the content of what they should be saying in between, right? Making those offers.
0: I love that. I will make sure that everything is in the show notes. And thanks again, Brenna, for being here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.